Welcome in, friends, to another episode of Preferred Lines here, joined by a special guest today that I'm excited to get to in just a moment. Um, but we're going to talk a little Houston Open. Uh, we'll recap a little bit of last week. I know Jeff, Jeff has a, a pretty cool bet that, that I definitely want to kind of dive into a little bit. Um, but welcome to the show. If you are new here, please feel free to like and subscribe. That helps us out a ton. Um, so with this whole StreamYard thing on Twitter now, the, the chat or the comments, I don't see them anymore. So if you could do me a favor, if you are in here, uh, feel free to hop over to the Preferred Lines YouTube page. If you just type that into YouTube uh, and type your comments in there, if you have any questions for Jeff or myself, I'm sure we'd be happy to answer. Uh, but without further ado, Jeff Feinberg, how are you doing? Great to see you. Thanks for coming on the show. Always happy to do it, Joe. Enjoy chatting with you uh, anytime, my man. Let's do it. All right. Uh, before we start with Houston, so tell me about this Vic bet because <laughs> it's 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 legendary status. How do you get this? Did you did you reach out to Sportsbook to see if anyone would offer you this bet? Because it's something I've never heard of before. Okay. Um, for starters, yeah, like quickly, Will Hill, which is a book that's in some states, not others, but in Canada, as some people are familiar with, we get some of the English books, like where I guess as I don't know why, but we've had lighter rules over the years. So some of the British books. So we've always been able to use British Will Hill. And in the last couple of years, they advertise this thing on Twitter where you just use the hashtag your odds. And you can request a bet. So I guess I I I I did that and I requested the bet. And it got to the point where I was doing it enough and they had gotten wind of me. And by enough, I want to say I went to the wheel with this thing like eight to ten times. I didn't start at the beginning of last year. I don't even think I was doing this at Tory Pines. And probably not even till like after the play. Like we were, wet, I think, past the halfway point where the first time I'm like, no, I'm going to start or trying to make this bet. So at the moment, like I'm very like anyone joking that I just got even like, no, like it was a 75 to one. And I probably did it like max 11 times, uh, roughly the same stake. So, no, very much came out um, on top. But yeah, so it got to the point where I, um, I I became friends with someone at Will Hill, friends like in the internet sense, Joe, where it was like just DMs yeah. now. I was like, bro, throw it up. And I'm like, I think you guys are laughing at me, but I need it again. Like when Vic played, he doesn't play a ton. He's not like Sung JM, but he's a young guy. He played enough. Um, so I made it and, and he won Vic by a field goal. So it was a special request. I never requested i've loved a lot of players like dustin forever i've never had this vibe that i need to bet dustin and i need to bet him to win by three victor hovland literally and i've spoken about it since matt with pat we started talking about it i think on our season preview show last year that mm -hmm. this guy has these very like early rory mcelroy like vibes 
Like wins are not just going to be wins. They're going to be throttles, like touchdowns. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of. We're not going to go yeah. to the finish line. And granted, he had to beat Teeter at the finish line and his other wins. So it's not like he had this history of, of huge wins. Even didn't he win? Did he win right out of he withdrew and then went to Germany, right? He withdrew from a big event because something got in his eye. Oh, it was the U.S. Open, right? Yeah, and then he went to Germany, and did he win that at like eight or nine to one? I think he did. Yeah, somewhere but that there. wasn't even by three, and I didn't even make that bet that week. So it's not like he had this history of doing it. But I was just adamant that the next time he wins, like on the PGA Tour, it's just going to be a fire wagon. Like he's just going to give her. And so I don't think I'm done making the bet. I just haven't decided, Joe, if it's going to be something I do consistently or just when I want to back Vic. Um, like, when should I do it? I, I'm not sure. But maybe I will do it consistently. Because so I'll say it again. The next time he wins, it's not going to be close either. Yeah, but when you, so when you make a bet like this, obviously you have to have a heavy stake and just a straight up outright too as well. Or is this something that you're going on its own like you're that confident that when all things click that are going to lead inevitably to a victory uh he's gonna blow the field away yeah see that's what i gotta decide now yeah. i will say i didn't tout vic last week everyone knows i love vic but i want a little money on some mac on a, on our street book joe and they had a fair line so i did sprinkle some vic at 18 to 1 because yeah i'm i'm I don't want anyone to like use these words in like the derogatory term. I, I'm like not in like I don't like suffer from anything, but I'm not like the mentally strongest. So having that bet and not having it like as a regular win and say he won by two, I wouldn't like sleep well for a few days. Like I, I like the peace of mind would bother me so much. So yeah, I always, I think, might need a little, but now that seems like that's too big of a commitment. So well, I Nick don't here wants I want to, to know there yet, but I do want, yeah, I don't know. The thing is now he's going to be such a short odds forever now. Like yeah. Morikawa needs to win to get his respect back in the odds. Victor doesn't need to win. He almost gets the same respect as Morikawa without the big wins. and. He's he's probably more likely to have more top fives than Morikawa potentially. So in a Xander sense, he's never going to disappear on the odds board. But Morikawa, I feel like, again, like he'll go cold for, for six weeks and they'll push him back. They will. I guarantee it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I've said a lot, but Anytime I bet Vic to win a tournament now, I guarantee it's going to be like a 75-25 like split of the bet. 70-30. Yeah. Vic and Vic's not going to win a major by a stroke either, Joe. It's going to be like Rory, where he won that US Open on it felt like he playing a different course. I don't know. I I've never done this with other players. He just feels so different. Like when he wins, when it clicks, when he brings his A game with like a matured, improved, like think of where his chipping went in a year. Like, holy jeez. I don't know. I don't know. He hasn't won anything like huge yet. So it's almost unfair 
that is like comp is Morikawa, but just because of age and when they arrive, like for me, they're ever, they're forever comped and I love them both, but I, I don't know. I'm such a fan, but everyone is like, we all know everyone, he's going to make yeah. good. He's going to bring the orange into Butler cabin that Ricky never could. Like he's going <laughs> to make good on it. He's going to be that smile that, that won the big one that wins a lot of them. Like I'm there. I can't be talked off that. And it's not even a bold claim, right? Like, thanks. No. Like, yo, man, yeah, Victor can win so many big tournaments. Like, that's not a hot take. That's that just what's coming. whole class, like, of him, Colin, and Wolf, I feel like is really going to go down as yeah, one I mean, of these. Like, go it feels like LeBron, Carmelo, Wade. Like, it's just, like, the more and more years that, that you look back. Yeah, I mean, listen, we could do a whole show. Yeah. It, it's, like, where do Scheffler and Neiman – and M and Scheffler hasn't won like Scheffler's the best player in the world without like a major sure. tour victory sure. of any kind. Like, I don't even think that's a debate anymore. Like he's right. the best player on the planet who doesn't have a great win. Like, I mean, he won some fun event in COVID on one of those like gas lamp tours in Florida or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Something in Texas there. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, just a fun was. thing yeah. that a lot of pros played in. Yeah, but yeah, you know what what I'm saying. Like, it's coming. An answer like he had the Australian PGA that like like no, Scotty's got like nothing. But we, I still don't want to kick him out of the group. But I'm just saying when you mention those guys, the group yeah. is bigger than oh, and, and you can those, even because from the favorite this week in there in Burns and is like, are with them. Yeah, Burns is kind of with them too. Yeah, wow, yeah. it's crazy. But um, yeah, dude. Honestly, props to that because I you you planted your flag like early on this and loudly on this, and it didn't take long for it all to come through. So no, not not long, but also like Joe, we're at the point now where like sometimes the bits, like living the bit, is almost yeah. worth like the money losing on the bit. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it now it just became this evergreen thing well, and yeah i'm 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 ha like don't get me wrong i'm really happy about it and it would have sucked for him to win or win by two and ortiz hits that birdie on 17 like ortiz would not let me chill like the charges were pissing me off i could have at least been like chill but ortiz wouldn't let me chill because he yeah he came home like a like an engine um well, yeah, I don't know. Scotty made a bad double and it kind yep. of felt like come get me, guys. Like come I know. come. It's funny you mentioned that because we do like, and you've obviously done this for a long time. I'm relatively new at this still. So it, it like, it's funny though, how you mentioned that, how you, you know, it, things change, right? But you give a take on the internet one time I mean, like, and, and it's like permanent and you're, I'm like, not even to allowed it. to say nice things about Justin Rose anymore. Cause it's but like, I'm like, like, I'm in this bit now with me where it's like everyone Sunday night is like, Brooks, 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 it's 30 to 1, Brooks, Brooks, and we'll get to it. But it's like every it, 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 I'm almost expected and I feel obligated uh, mm. to bet Brooks. But anyways, we'll get to the odds here in one second. Yeah, Let me touch real bet, quick bro. on our sponsor like of the show. Like living the gimmick, man, sometimes. That's <laughs> it, dude. <laughs> uh, Jock Market sponsors this show. Great people over there. Uh, use the promo code below if you haven't signed up. So there's this guy, Jeff. His name is Austin Blasky. Um, he follows you. He follows me on Twitter. Great kid. 
this is an honest like for anyone in here and who hasn't tried jock market yet and has access to it this is an honestly got a true story on him he started with a 20 dollar deposit on there he was the first person on jock market this past week to ever surpass one million dollars in trades which is insane but it's 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 it sounds insane but he built that thing up to where he's got a couple of grand in there and he's playing every event every week. He's playing every night of NBA and you dump in 3000 in trades and you get back 2,500 one night and the next night you get back 4,500, but he's slowly built this thing up. A lot of people are truly uh, really enjoying the app. I think it's a ton of fun. It's a great way to sort of get involved. Check them out. If you have not yet, um, I'm going to bring up now, Jeff, this sort of odds checker grid and they've been great. Did you know, Jeff, as of nine days ago, Sports betting is legal in Florida. I didn't know that, um, but yeah. that's great. That's great to hear. So we're starting to get some of these odds. I will bring them up on the other screen here, but some of these books are starting to trickle into the great state of Florida. I'm eagerly awaiting DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, we've got the hard rock down there, but but you know, Odds Checker has obviously uh, been good to both of us, so I want to show them a little love here. It's a great place to sort of odds shop and, and price shop. Um, top of the board this week, we mentioned a couple of these names already. Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith, Sungjae Im, uh, a couple of players with recent wins in there. And then you sort of get to the names I was kind of thinking would be at the top in Finau, Kepka, Ortiz actually, I believe, just withdrew right before we kind of went live here. So he is no longer in the field to be the defending champ. Anything stick out to you? Any early leans? Do you, are you looking in any particular direction at the top here? Yeah, so I've started to plant um, my flags. For the most part, this 25 and under range I have avoided. I, I I mean, if Sam Burns is a wagon, then I guess like we're just in for it. I'm just not here for Sam Burns as, as the favorite. Now, it's always fun when the favorite starts at, at essentially like 18 to 1 and or sorry, 15 to 1. Not so bad, but I'm not here for that the field is too strong Scheffler it'd be nice to be part of his first win but to me he's just as likely to win a big event with the, everyone at 60 to 1 as he is this like mm-hmm. almost in that fee now yeah events, who finally cashed Northern Trust at 60 there are lots of events where it was 18 and you felt like it was his time um sure I'm just not there Cam Smith sneaky popular people like him I'm not there him is a guy who I haven't paid enough attention to, but seems like he could just be that Bermuda beast. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. A lot of attractive situations. I am more staring a little farther back. I haven't pulled the trigger on Finau, but I do feel like this he's a player I really do like, and I do think the number is pretty fair um, at 28 to 1. There were some early 30s that I missed. Uh, just being lazy, but I can make the case like second most talented player in the field. Funny, I'd probably say Brooks Kepka is next. And Joe, I don't share your affinity for this every time. Um, Brooks, I don't know. I guess I'm, I, I will admit that I was forgetting how well he played here last time and that he was involved in sort of a big redesign. But Brooks sure. telling me he's hitting buckets. That's like the ultimate red flag. And people use that as a reason to go bet on Brooks. If Brooks is telling you he's hitting buckets. That's essentially Brooks saying it's the fall. It's a goddamn preseason. 
Like, because he sees himself as like a macho, alpha, big four sport athlete. Mid preseasons, and he knows where he's got to win. And I don't, I don't know. Like he hit it. Phoenix at 50, and that was awesome. And I yeah. felt like I had to be there. And I wasn't on him at the PGA, and I felt so stupid going to bed for three nights. And that was like a huge 50 or 60, I want to say. But I'm not here at Brooks at, at 30. I feel like Brooks at 30 has become like the ultimate sucker's bet. Like, he's either got it or he totally doesn't, and it's worth like the bigger number. I'm not here. I get it. Win equity. There's You could tell me, like, I... Outright win bet, you know, whatever. I get that. Yeah. And I'm not, what's my big fade? I'm saying a guy that's 30 to one isn't going to win. Like, that's not a bold take either. But right. you could tell me the other way. I am just convinced that he has a literally, like, it's a big four. He's a big four sport player. And he, like, he looks at himself like an NBA superstar. And it's fall, preseason. Simple. Yeah. Um, I agree with a lot of that. I did bet Brooks. Um, I, you know, the off the tee numbers have been really good, which is what one of the key things that I sort of looked at this week. I love the fifth here last year. Sure, he sort of penned his name on some some renderings and some drawings that he stared at, uh, and and got sort of course credit on the redesign. I'm not putting much stock into that. Um, I don't know about the practice thing. You're right. He's probably not out there grinding. He's probably just as likely to 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 be hitting buckets of Mick Ultra's poolside as he is hitting buckets of golf balls. But I look, I I still think that he holds one of the best win rates probably in this field. And you know, this sentiment here that David said, I'll kind of bring it up now, is like there's so much of this this week that I've seen. Brooks at 30 is automatic, no overthinking it. I don't know, I don't share that, David. Um, I believe it or not, pass on Brooks quite a bit. Um, I think that this setup is more in line with with his strengths in terms of grinding out pars, in terms of difficulty, in terms of plus three being the cut last year is a more favorable number than than minus three. Um, but I understand what you're saying, and I see the other side of the coin in that um, he's just not he's not flashing it, and he's told us, and he's and he's relatively honest when he speaks, and he's told us that these events don't mean a ton to him. So I don't think that there's any rush here. I think that this number is very tantalizing and is just there to sort of suck everyone in and the massive amounts of tickets. But there's other guys like right in this number that feel like the bet to me. And I don't know which one of it is, so I want your opinion on this. But what these books are doing is they're throwing Brooks Kepka there at 30 to one, right? Because I feel like they have an idea that every like that's going to suck everyone in that's going to bleed all these other 30 numbers out and i think the guys that they're worried about that are at the same price point that i don't think anyone's going to bet are wolf are wise are gooch i feel like one of those guys is ready to come through and no one's going to bet him this week because everyone's going to be on brooks everyone's going to be on Finau, everyone's going to be on neiman what do you think yeah i mean i'll tell you the guys that i'm going to pull the trigger on and i'm i had fun like picking who I was going to bet and left guys on the table because I really did sort of pepper this 30 to one with, with a few names. Um, and I said it last week when talking to Rick uh, with odds checker and it's fine. Both Gooch and wise had their moment, but I'm like, I look mm-hmm. at this board and the books are just begging me. They are literally doing everything they can to say, don't bet Aaron wise. 
Yeah. Don't bet Taylor Gooch. Like That's how it we're, feels. We, we're, we're, we're doing all we can to make sure you don't bet them. Um, because yeah. I don't know how the casual golf better is going to go up to the window and bet them at 30 or 33 when they could bet the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how the guy who does it like us and like our viewers, the weekly grind better is just like, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. If I miss it, I'll get over it, but I don't want to admit like you're on to Brooks. I just have more faith that a guy like Hatton might be this and not Hat Brooks is better than Hatton, but I'm just saying this high level tour player, uh, like flip switching. I have a yep. more of a, my, my gut is telling me like Hatton more so than, than Brooks. And I would rather lose money on Hatton. This is easy to say on a Tuesday, Joe. At yeah. the number I can get him this week and watch Aaron Wise win at 30 to one, and I'll sleep fine. Like I'll sure. sleep fine. But the books, it's like sometimes they do it with NFL spreads. They're like, no, they 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 don't want us on the other side. Like yeah. they don't. They're begging us to not bet this side or this game with that spread. They leave me no choice. I can't do it. I can't do it. I I, I can't do it. But Hatton and, and Scott. Um, those are the guys in the thirties and even Neiman's a guy that really I am considering. And I think I've been on the last two weeks. So to bail, you know, sometimes I get paranoid and it's the fall and mm-hmm. sometimes I just want to pick my horses and, and ride them, um, for a bit. And even like Patrick Reed at 45, but all these guys, Mav Henley, I don't know. I think that's, uh, I don't know, but I mean, Henley, they're not trying to put put us off of. And Rick Gaiman's trying to talk talk me into Henley. I'm sure you'll do your stuff with Rick tomorrow. Yeah. He'll do the hard sell for Jock Market on 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 Henley. But yeah, I can just bet these guys that I bet at majors, or I can bet Taylor Gooch and Aaron Wise. I'm betting the guys that I'll lose money on at majors. You know, it's it's funny because I look back at this tournament last year, and we've only got one year of real course history to go off of. And that first year is always kind of like, like, like everyone's kind of feeling things out. Nobody quite knows the playbook. I think, especially at like a Muni like this. So I think that may have had something to do with the lower scores, but you look at the big names that were there that week, they showed up like they weren't missing cuts. Like Brooks was top five. DJ, I think finished second. Hatton was seventh. Um, Finau, Scheffler, both, I believe, top 25. So, like, the big names in that field, this was a course that was able to sort of bring the best out of them, and they were able to elevate. And it wasn't like some tournaments where we see these, these you know, massive superstars come in and miss the cut. One, you know, speaking of odds checker, uh, another colleague of ours over there, Tom Jake, was put out a fantastic article uh, with some great course correlations and comps. And the one that I love, Jeff was PGA national. And I think that may have something to do that why Rick may like Henley, but there's also some crossover with, with, with like Adam Scott there and some other guys that have had success at PGAs, you know, difficult scoring par 70 courses, lightning fast greens is, is do you put much into sort of course correlations and can you really look like at a, at a course down here in South Florida and and say that the the same type of player is going to have success in Houston, Texas, is there much to it? Or do we kind of put too much emphasis on that on a week to week basis? 
No, I don't want to say there's not a lot to it. You could just, you know, take from leaderboards and think that there's a certain type of player that it correlates to. I'll just be perfectly honest and say any event, like this event was on a new course last fall, right? Yes. So you're going to play like on an NFL. What I'm trying to say in the nice ways, I don't have a memory. Like I can look at that leaderboard and try, but like, any event on a new course on an NFL Sunday, like I didn't see much of it. <laughs> like that's all. So I don't know. And I love Tom and I like any guy I trust to give me a course comp. And I yeah. love PGA national. And that makes me think maybe I should bet Luke list at 150 to one. And maybe we're going to get to our guy, Mac Hughes. Yeah. Just a super bomb. <laughs> that it's such a tee to green sort of, um, course in in that respect so yeah i i'm here for it it seems definitely seems penal and people i think can underrate how long it seems like this place can play so yeah i don't know i've seemed to be peppering uh lots of guys who hit tita greens and aren't great putters scott and um coke rack like those are guys that 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 i have i have bet this week you know yeah we start to kind of get into this bomb range and and stop me if if there's any guy that you want to talk about but one guy i kind of wanted to ask you about that really stuck out to me i bet immediately right here at 80 to 1 and it's mito so i've been really slow to this whole mito Pereira thing i haven't bet him once i haven't played him on DraftKings. i'm just naturally i think i i think it's just part of it is that i don't have as much of a pulse on the corn ferry tour as some other guys um, and I understand that guys can get hot in waves. I know that he's not like some young superstar. He's a little older. He's he's five or six years older than Neiman. Um, and he just came into incredible form. That said, he rates out like top five in every stat core category that I'm really like sort of honed in on this week. And off one miscut, cut, one miss cut, Jeff, we get the floor to totally drop out from under him. And he's no longer 30 to one. He's no longer nine, $9,500 on DraftKings. All of a sudden, you're getting a number here that I think you can bet off one missed cut. I'm totally able to overlook that um, and write off what happened in Mayakoba. And I don't mind going here for the first time on Mito Pereira. Do you have a take on him or really anyone else in this range? Okay, so I'll just play the devil's advocate quickly on Mito. Mm-hmm. Uh, and clearly he's proven he can win anywhere. But the success early on the tour and the Corn Ferry tour, like he seems like at the moment, and this is unfair because you got to do it first. You got to just see it. But, and the stats, like I feel like this is all very like resort course based statistics. And this is probably the toughest course um, so far for him and a lot of these yeah. Corn Ferry grads. We're being offline a bit, like, seems like you're going to get in trouble. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe, like, last year was just one sample. I don't know if it's going to play as tough, but that's something as a golf fan in me, Joe, is one of the things that I'm super curious about. Like, like, because Mito's on everyone's radar, and you win three times on Corn Ferry, you can make the case that it's the second best tour in the world, the Corn Ferry. At times, like week in, week out there, we, like I'm not saying I'm not to diminish the European tour, but maybe there, there's like a fair argument in that. 
anyway, mm-hmm. you win the, on there three times. You can win on any tour on planet Earth. Coming into this year, I'm super curious how he's going to play on the courses we deem as like the hard courses. Because I know what he can do on resort courses. Yeah. Like both statistically on tour and an ability to win so far quickly and multiple times on Corn Ferry. So that's right. what I would say on on that. I'm not betting him. I'm not even rostering him, but I'm very interested um, in Mito. I'm not going to lie. I don't have a ton of action here. And even though, you know, we both participate in that collab article for, for Odds yeah. Checker with long shots, and normally I'm going to give a long shot, my biggest bet is Kokrak at 55. This is kind of like a range I did skip. Tempted by Woodland. I know he was really popular last week and seems like there have been some early vibes to him this week in some places because he was oh. 80 to 1 almost across the board. And looking at the grid, there's a lot of 60s on him, but there's still a 90 yeah. hanging out. So DraftKings draft is yeah. offering a great Woodland number. Um, yeah, that would be maybe my my suggestion. And, you know, in terms of super long, I get I guess I give Luke list. And I wanna I'm not calling you out. It's more of a question. You are a Jason Day like guy, right? Like I feel no, you've no, him no. a lot. I, no, I don't think I am. I I, I mean I, I was there sitting. was some nice form. Like I remember watching, there were a handful of events where like holy shit, dude. He was striping it. Where is do you remember on like there were times where I thought maybe we could get it. I see you're betting him from your Twitter feed. Yeah. Is he just a guy that's going to show up and win? Like, I feel like he's got a, like a, a lawnmower that's kind of been old. Kind of got like rev. We're going to need to rev him a, a few times, I think. Dude, no? One of the reasons that I bet him, and one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on to talk about it, is at the Houston Open <laughs> last event, the last time this was here at Memorial Park. You and I were DMing. I don't know if you remember this. We were DMing like mid-round, and I was like, Jason Day is like 110 to 1 right now, and he's like five back, and he's striping it. And you're like, fuck yeah, he is. And I I think we both bet him. He made like a run on Saturday and was like in the second group back. I think ended up having one of his better finishes of the year here. It's just – I don't know, man. It was a gut pull for me. I just – Kind yeah, of like it, and it's a T to green. It's a course that rewards T to green, and yeah, and like I am betting Scott, um, but I'm not floor. Like he's thirty. I've got a thirty-five, but he's thirty days a hundred. Like you're kind of just betting on T to green excellence and what and and the hot putter in the short it's, game and the like. Play, the, yeah, no, there are a lot of players. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not. I don't hate it if he gets if he shows any life like I could be quick to maybe pull a live trigger but yeah. I need to see like an engine rev I like okay. I don't know but it's he's fair. another guy I would I'm love really to interested see an engine rev I I'm really like interested you... in um you sort of wonder with with him though I I, I don't want to be like I don't know anything I say next would just be trying to guess like how do I put this? Like, say something that I know nothing about. Like, how? Yeah. what is his commitment level? He's got a young family. He's made a fortune. Really seems to be enjoying himself. I don't think he cares if people think he was like an underachiever in a big picture trophy major sense. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't. 
I don't know, but oh, the kids are good no, now. So he, I know that he did just have. They had another child. I think he's on number four. He's on his way to to female territory quickly here. Um, but yeah, look, the, I'm not counting that. There's going to be a second life. Like I have no doubts about that. All these guys get the second yeah, life. Like even Westwood got one like last year. Like yes, like I have no doubts that Jason Day is going to. I don't know how he'll long win he's again. Be. He'll win again. Yeah, and I, I'll even say like I know it's not even a bold statement. Like Adam Scott is going to have a huge second life. Yeah. Like in my opinion, before it's over. Like he is going to commit himself one last time to take on the kids. And I think he's going to have a great like twilight run before he can't compete with kids anymore. Anything in this like super bomb range for you? I saw some people. I know I talked to bear off who likes Keith Mitchell because of the Honda cup. Ryan Palmer's another guy that that's, Plays well down here in Florida. Plays well in Texas. Hasn't showed a lot of form lately. Um, anybody sort of in this? Here's Westwood. There, there's some 150s out there. Your guy Luke List, who you mentioned, Russell Knox, who is another guy you, you tend to think about. Uh, like anything here for you? What about Sahith? You know, I wonder no. about Sahith. I, I feel like Sahith is one of these guys where um we're gonna look back on this and maybe a year from now and be like wow remember when thigala was 150 to one at every tournament i just feel like the upside is there you know it's like you have that class of elite players that we mentioned earlier with like wolf and and hovland and more cow were so incredible like sahith was that like after wolf sahith won the haskins award he finished top 10 in 80% of the tournaments he played in college. He had multiple victories. It feels like the talent level is within him. It's just whether or not he can transfer that on to playing well in a PJ Tour event. I think he's been close. Um, but anybody sort of in this, this huge nuclear bomb range that is worth a couple bucks. Okay, so let's just, like on the clear, I pro Sahith. I just feel like a guy like that, like they're literally just looking for points. And to play well, I just don't see outright there. Now, that being said, I can embarrass myself with what I'm going to say next. But, like, Molinari at 200 to me is just as likely to show up as Jason Day. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, that's a super one. I actually honestly didn't know, even know he was playing. Damn. And, like, if I just blind, give me a super. Dylan Fertelli seems to be great in Texas. Match yeah. play, he's won here. Uh, not this course, but so I don't know. That would just be like, okay, fine. I know he's super cheap on, I'm sure, on the jock market and all the DFS markets. Yeah. So that would be a guy that I'm looking to supplement maybe some top heavy things. And I could see myself even, you know, having an, a prop on when I put something out for a, a odds checker tomorrow. But, but, Going back to Honda comps, Luke List, it would yep. be my official like super long shot. 150, I think, is where where he is. I didn't even know Westwood was here. Honestly, I didn't look. I'm more excited for this tournament than than I thought. And I love the association with the Astros. To me, just as a yes. sports fan, I think it's super cool in the logo. I'm cheesy. I'm corny. I like that stuff. I eat that stuff up. And I like this whole like notion. I don't know. There's something about me that's like 
I, I just like the the fact that it's at like a local municipal course. It's like thirty six dollars for Houston residents to play this course. I think it's very cool. And when we see PGA Tour stops not go to these super elitist, you know, forty thousand uh, dollar initiation fee country clubs and and stop at a place like this and and have the best in the world kind of take it on and have the best in the world struggle. You know what I mean? These courses aren't these type of courses. What I noticed last year is like. They aren't designed, and I know that they rerouted some of the holes and, and some of the tee boxes were new for this event, but like these type of places aren't set up for these type of guys that hit it 330 off the tee and, and 500 yard par fives. It changes the way the course That's design why, is, yeah. and I think it makes it makes it it tougher on them. In terms of bombs, in terms of sort of what I like, I did take Ryan Palmer at 150 to one. This kid, Adam Svensson. I've been betting him a lot. I'm not going to stop here. He's more of a top 20 bet, I think. Um, but he makes a ton of birdies. He won on the Corn Ferry Tour back in August. Um, he won an event in the Corn Ferry earlier that season. He's had some good performances of late. He lives down here by me. I know a couple of buddies who are friends with him, and they've been kind of, you know, this is like the the, the story of like, oh, you have. You I know had breakfast buddy beside him at the Honda. Uh, what's a breakfast? First, jo- first, watch? first watch? Love that because I get. Go to that place in Scottsdale. So when I saw it in Florida, uh, you saw yeah. him there. Pardon? You saw him there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, he's down. He's down and here a lot. Harrington. And everyone tells you know that they they play at a place with Svensson and McCarthy's there and Corey Connors is there. So there's multiple like PGA pros that play out of this place all the time and in the events, and they're all like Adam Svensson is like got next like. He's he's beating all of these guys. Like, oh yeah, you look lower at than Benson, anybody. A guy like that could literally make a living just showing up to courses like Shez Reevy, like, and saying, "Anyone want to play for money?" And you take a yeah. look at the guy, and you're like, "Okay, man, what do you want?" Like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh-oh. and then like to like you're quickly like, "Uh oh, here comes the sixty-three. Right? Yeah, yeah. Here comes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh man, that must be so fun. I bet you they do that for shits and giggles sometimes too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just show up and take people's money. No doubt. Yeah. They're so nondescript. Just got to make sure you're not well, wearing the shirt with like a sponsor. What I found is if you're like playing games like this with these guys, you really realize, especially in like single rounds or whatever, that a guy who's 250 to one is like can nearly beat a guy that's 20 to one any given day in golf. Like it happens all the time. Like I had two friends who I play with quite a bit who are like going for this, uh, the corn fairy thing. One was Albin Choi who just missed out. And then the other was my buddy Dave and the two of them, like I play with them. I've played with them multiple times and Dave will like beat Albin. Like most of the time they play even up. And, and I've seen Dave beat him multiple times, but like going into this event, I'm looking up the odds and Dave Sanders is 250 to one and Albin Choi is 16 to one. So it's just crazy. I know that like over four rounds, sort of the cream typically rises, but the, the mm-hmm. difference between these guys, these Fenson and Putnam and Lahiri's and Nick Taylor is not all that far off. No, of course not. I don't know. What about just throw this one at you? Cam Davis. Oh, I love him. I worry that um, I like him a little bit more in birdie fest. I like him a little bit more in places that are more wide open off the tee. 
but I think his upside is incredible. Like I, I love his aggressiveness off the tee. I love his ability to just come out and hit driver. And when it's on, it is a massive asset for him because not only is he long, but if he can get it going like he had at Rocket Mortgage where he's straight, um, he's a really good wedge player as well and, and proficient enough putter um, that I think he can show up and win most anywhere. I don't love this spot for him, but at 100 to 1, I think it could make some sense. And I don't think I'm going to bet them because I don't think it's going to work for my card, but I'll go right back down to the middle of the board, which like both these internationals, I feel could be spicy Leishman and Lowry. Like now I'm regretting mm -hmm. like Lowry you to 50 to one. Uh, the course plays a certain way, man, man. I'm going to regret that one. Leishman too. Yeah. What puts you on Coke rack? I just thought the number was not that was quick. Yeah. I was like Monday, saw the board, yep. 55 to one, long straight, like just Tita Green, prowess, mm -hmm. one in Texas this year. Not gonna lie, as we sit here on Tuesday, be tempted to trade that for Leishman or Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm feeling like I'm starting to second guess myself. I'm second. The one I'm 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 curious about is Wolf. The number doesn't seem great, but does anybody's number fluctuate like this kid Matthew Wolf? Like he'll go from ninety to one to twenty five to one, back to eighty to one, down to forty. Like he is just all over the place, and he flashes these glimpses of incredibly low rounds. Um, we know that he has sort of the winning pedigree. I feel like this this. Um, and it feels weird to call it a second wave because he's so young, but he, he burst onto the scene and then he had this difficult, you know, anxiety and stress and, and just depression and all the stuff that he went through. And now he's back. He looks great. Uh, he's playing great. And I just wonder if that's like a teaser number there where, where they're just like, you're, you're not going to bet him and he's, and he's going to win. So I, that's the one I've kind of got my eye on. Still. I don't. Yeah. I'll just say this. I wasn't on it the last couple weeks. I mean, mm -hmm. like I don't bet first round leader, but anytime he does, <laughs> it just feels like maybe that's a bet you just make every week. Cause he's going to cash. He's going to make good on that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not here at 30. Yeah. I'm seeing it even yeah. as low as 25. I'm like, it'd be great story. I just have to watch it now. And I guess hope, I don't know. Wait for it to get big again and, and be on it that that week. I, I'm not. I like Wolf. I just don't wouldn't. I don't know. I, I. I don't know. I'm saying nothing and I'm being a horrible guest. I, I he's a hard guy for me to read. It's an erratic game. Like I'm not. That's not a surprise. I, I don't feel beholden to him. So I just watch him and enjoy him. But he's not a guy I bet very often, to be honest. I know um, it's weird how the number fluctuates highly on him. I think there's a big public sentiment and a big rooting. No, but uh, he's like, he has life. He's a guy you want to back. Yeah. He almost has, I know it's a ridiculous statement, but I don't want to say he's got like Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed type win equity, but guy's that just makes, a born winner. Like that he's makes a born sense. winner. I don't think he's going to stop winning. I don't think you could maybe want to argue this with me. I think it will be hard. Well, Morikawa's got such a head start. I really don't see the trophy case matching the other guys. Um, in the end, the total wins. 
but he's a guy that's literally just going to win consistently. Like, I don't want to say like a DJ type record of like consecutive years with a win, but he's not going to go away because he's going to win every 18 months. Like, yeah, that's the type of player I see Matthew Wolf being. I don't know who that tour comp is. Um, yeah, maybe I think he's going to have these, these even like big... a Brant Snedeker type wins. Like that would be crazy. Now you wish there could be a major in there and maybe Wolf does. I'm not saying the quality of wins. He's going to win a lot. He is. And but I, I'm not ready to put him with the other guys, but maybe no, no. Fine. I feel like he's going to have these sort of big time peaks and valleys throughout his career, and this is kind of going to be a a resounding theme where he has these runs that he goes on. They're incredible. They're epic. They get everyone. Yeah, he'll make like a Ryder Cup team and then not yeah. even be considered for the President's Cup team a year and a half later. <laughs> like it'll just be like that. Like whoa, that's weird. I but I'm not believe... saying he's like Hunter Mahan and disappearing. Like. He's going to win. Yeah. But yeah. I don't. The last thing, because I know we've kind of run a little long for you here, and I appreciate all your time, but I want to kind of come full circle. So we started at the top. We went to the bottom. We're kind of moving our way back to the top. Um, Sam Burns, like, is there a, if you're a caddy, is there a bag you'd rather get on right now for the next 10 years besides maybe Vic or Colin than Sam Burns? I mean, like, he's showing up in a, relatively legit swing season fall event here at 12 to one on DraftKings. He's got Finau and Brooks and Neiman and Wolf all double the odds. Um, what an incredible run this guy's on. Do you think this sort of continues? Do you, do you see him contending in any major championships or continuing this sort of um, movement in this, this runaway train toward, toward the top of the PGA tour? I don't know what to make of it. I'm not here to like besmirch it, but I would say same boat. even before he like won twice, he was quickly a player that last year, I think like changed where he was in terms of like average fan perception. Like he'd already moved up like two tiers in a sense in my mind. And then the winning came and you remember early in last year, great events in Phoenix and late tea times at Torrey and yeah. really good strong field events that he was in the, like at some point, like was in the contending winning thought process. And then he kind of dipped and then he came back and won. Um, so what an incredible season. I'm yeah. just not like there with this, like as, as yeah. chalk and half the price of a fee. Now I'm not there. Like, I'm not there with Sam Burns being a certified wagon. Like, yeah. And that's what a three-win season means. Yeah. Um, and if he does, like, full credit, and I won't feel bad because I I can miss a 15-to-1 on Sam Burns. I'm not going to blink at all. Like, mm -hmm. I missed it. He might be as good as, like, he might be, like, way, way better than I thought. Might be my Sunday night thought. But I'm not going to, like, miss this and be like, damn. Like, I, yeah. I haven't thought, considered it one iota. And that maybe that shows a disrespect from, from my perspective. I don't but think I don't so. Know. I'm not I'm here kind to, of... like, claim this guy's a wagon. No, yeah. I know, listen, we've both done stuff with, like, our boy uh, Travis Fulton. And yeah. even before the winning, like, he's been like, no, Sam Burns is a wagon. Yeah. And he's pretty much been proven right. 
Um, and a third win would just blow the roof off it. And winning is like chalk too. That is a like that is a something that is guys that we do this weekly. Like we would take note of that. In a, you know, like okay, yes. like you want to yeah. do that too. Like you're capable of being chalk and and ruining our great thirty five to one bets as you know someone we both like finishes second or third because this guy's a I know said it a lot but because this guy decided he's a certified wagon now yeah. fire wagon I don't know it I feels mean, like a big leap there's a he's got a couple of like attributes though that are just swagger like swagger like, like, too right not only swagger like jeff he's yeah. he has every bit of that and i agree swagger attitude moxie but he's also got this like physical prowess of like the way that he's built frankly and like reminds me of of dj reminds me of rory reminds me of brooks where he's he he just looks like a fucking athlete out there and you couple that with the fact that He's not only he's he's incredible right now, T to green. He's blowing everyone out of the water in terms of off the tee and approach game. And like most of those guys who are great off the tee aren't great putters. They aren't great short game. Like he's like number one in putting right now. So he's doing everything yeah. so well. It seems like he's sort of really putting everything together. I, I'm with you here. I was on him a lot last year at the 60s and the 50s to one. I feel like it's now to the point where I'm kind of reverting back and I'm like, pump the brakes on him this week. Let's not put let's not put the cart before the horse. I, let's let's let him sort of continue to develop. But he's been amazing. And I will give him maybe the best compliment I can give him is is he is a guy that you can just sense like can own the moments. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe I unfairly like feel that way about burger and people will shit on me for that but in a more concrete way like a patrick reed Mm -hmm. in a poor man's like brooks way like shit like it's winning time and their guys like i don't care he's contending i don't care even late and he's still in it i don't care i don't trust them right like he's a guy like oh shit like i you could have a bet on a great player and it's like against burns and you're like my guy's gonna have to win this because yeah. this guy's a this guy this kid's a wit like he's about he's got that he's got that. So when I want to convince myself in the future of betting Sam Burns, that is something you're probably gonna hear me say in my spiel or a write up. Like he just has that winner's vibe that I get from the other players who who win <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like that, he carries himself like I don't care jt rory like, like a champion yeah yeah like bring it like i'm not like yeah like i i don't feel like when i bet on patrick reed and he's up against like a true super elite like i know i'm at a talent disadvantage but it's like let's go man right like we're here like we're, we're this is head to head 50 50 yeah you know and i kind of get that vibe with burns yeah. like because the way he carries him himself so we'll see We'll see. I hope he doesn't do well. If he wins this week, I just hope it doesn't burn a nice ticket of mine. That I guess would be my only hope. Same, same. Um, well, Jeff, I appreciate you as always. You're a hell of a guest. You're a hell of a friend. Um, thank you very much for being here. Everyone out there, enjoy the Houston Open. Um, follow Jeff on Twitter at gfeinberg17. He does some awesome work for Oz Checker as well as you know, obviously over there with Pat. 
Um, you got your Fine Bowl show lined up this week. Is it out yet, buddy? No, recorded with Pat and Tim earlier today. I'll throw that down this week. I'm nervous. I don't know. The Vikings, people count them for dead. They but play close games. Yeah, and the Chargers, like as good or bad as the Chargers can be, they have a fatal flaw at run defense that can allow a team like the Vikings to have like eight-minute touchdown drives. So, I don't know. Herbert's going to have to just answer because – I'm not as confident as as people like I I don't know I've said a lot but I don't know I'm nervous I'm always nervous that's about all I got. <laughs> Are the Browns better without Odell Beckham? Yeah, is that possible? Just in the pudding. Whether that galvanizes Baker or just allows them to not Weird. feel committed. But anytime you have a performance like that, the week you get rid of a player like that, I think that speaks. It says everything you need to know. And I, you're a fan, and I'm a fan. Like, you're a fan of the team, but we're all hopeful it would work out. And we saw how well the Browns were last year, and you're like, okay, well, now Odell come back in. And yeah, you yeah. have to realize, like, I get why, like, you as a Browns fan and even people like me who like the sport thought, no, like, it'll be fine. Like, they'll work. But, no, it didn't work. And you just move on. Stop wasting time. Just fucking move on. I know. I, I respect our coach and our our team a lot for kind of just cutting bait when they did and making that move. I hope it works out. I'm a fan. I'm an irrational fan as as any uh, with the Cleveland Browns, but um, I feel good about it. I don't. I no like, one picked him up, so it's not like anyone was running to have him. I don't. No, he's making demands on who he wants to days. go to now. It's you know the guy was making eight hundred and five thousand dollars per week. <laughs> which is a decent salary to only have to catch two or three balls. Yeah. I think there wouldn't be too many complaints, but um, Hey, he's, he's got a bigger picture. He, he's, he wants to win, but he wants the ball a lot. So he, I think he's got to make his mind up on what he wants more there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure. Right. What's the talk. It's these teams at the veteran quarterbacks that are trying to impose their power to maybe get him in like a Wilson yeah. or Rogers. Yeah, Rogers. Yeah, I bet he. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe. I'm not like writing him off, but I don't no. think the Browns made the wrong move. Right. Not, like, there's enough evidence now that it's in the best interest of them to play and prepare for games without him. Done. Done. I appreciate you. Good luck the rest of the season, buddy. Friends, thank you for joining us for another episode of Preferred Lines. Like, subscribe. Uh, retweet, you know, all those things that kind of help us out. Jeff, we'll see you later, pal. Peace. You're the man. Anytime, buddy.